Hey guys, welcome back to the Athlete Stories Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Wadproof. Wadproof recently launched a new program uh, that helps pro members improve their mobility and their range of motion while becoming better at overall athletes. Wadproof Bionic, it tracks and analyzes movement in real time with the goal of providing unique mobility plans for each user. It's really awesome. If you want to learn more, there's a link in the show notes to check it out. Also, this show is brought to you by X Endurance Supplements. X Endurance is one of the only products out there that's approved by Informed Sport for professional athletes. So you know that you can be comfortable putting their products in your body uh, to increase your performance, increase your recovery time, and become a better overall athlete. Um, thank you, X Endurance. There's a link in the show notes for them as well. Back to the show. Tasia, how are you today? Hey, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being on. I, um, you know, for the audience that may not know, Tasia is a three times CrossFit Games athlete, two times team champion, um, and you're a retired competitive gymnast. You also work for CrossFit Mayhem. We're going to get into all of that stuff. Um, so thanks for being on the show again. And first question is, I struggle, I've struggled, uh, with your last name, like, like remembering how it's spelled. Um, I haven't tried <laughs> to say it and I didn't want to like Google it cause I just want you to teach it to me. Um, okay. and I didn't want to ask before the show cause I thought this might be fun if I mess it up uh, for the <laughs> audience. It might be entertaining. Uh, Percevez? No. <laughs> okay. It's Percevage. Percevage? Um, but that's, I think it looks like the way you said it. Um, I get that a lot. Even my first name, sometimes people, if you pronounce it almost front to back, they'll say Tasia uh, instead of Tasia. But in grade school, always growing up, my name got butchered all the time, just throughout my entire life. I'm not offended ever. I'm so used to it. I'm just like, oh, if you're anywhere near it, hey, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. It's Persevich. Is that? Persevich. Yep. And then okay. imagine spelling it on the phone because P, E, C, V, and Z literally all sound the same. So I'm one of those people. I don't know if you had your parents would be like, P is in Peter. E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's me. I'm like just giving letters to cats and animals to try and get people to um, no, spell I, it yeah. correctly. Because mine, mine is Grabeels, but like it's not anywhere near as complicated as yours. But I'm so used to being like Jared, J-A-R-E-D, Grabeel, G-R-A-Y, B as in boy, E-A-L, yes. you know. Um, yes. So they don't write V uh, as in Victor. But yeah, um, <laughs> it's easy to mess those up, confuse them, and they all sound the same. I know. And then it's so annoying because you may not get the email you're supposed to or the the letter you're waiting on. And um, But uh, what what what? what ethnicity is that? Or I guess background, I don't know if ethnicity is the right word. Uh, nationality, is that the right word? Yes. Yep. Yeah. It's Polish. So okay. I have a decent amount of Eastern European in me and Polish is one of those. So Polish and Italian, but I'm pretty sure the last name I've been told is Polish. Okay. What, um, what all ethnicities are you like, uh, you're Polish clearly. Yes. Polish. Italian. I should know more. I actually did get uh, one of those 23 Me's, and it breaks it down into all these small percentages. So I have a bunch in me. I'm mostly Eastern European, um, but I've got little traces of, uh, I'm trying to think of one that was like super unique, but yeah, I, I should know better <laughs> than I do. Yeah, I did it. I did. I don't know if it was 23 and Me or like Heritage, okay. maybe, maybe Heritage and like uh it's so it's so weird like how how are you two percent of something and then like 17 percent of another thing it just makes you think like about what, your whole family what, what what were they doing um but i ended up having uh like S spanish but it's like southern spain like more spaniard like white cool. people spanish basically yeah. um and so then I just texted all my Spanish friends and I was like, hey, like, you got to invite me to these family barbecues and stuff now because <laughs> I'm Spanish. <laughs> like, it's like, the I've same. Got this. <laughs> um, I may not be able to dance and stuff, but I'll figure it out. I just want to come to these big family gatherings that you guys do because white people don't typically do that stuff. We have like, yeah. you know, we grill cheeseburgers with a small group from time to time or something. We don't yeah, have I like... Always, loud like Sure. I rely on my Italian heritage, you know, for like, you know, we eat pasta and pizza and like big family. We are 
my family is a loud family. Um, so that's another thing where I'm just always like, we're Italian, we're really loud, which I don't know if that's a fair um, assessment, but uh, yeah, we love to just have fun and be loud. Yeah, I think for the most part, I would agree. My Nona is 100% Italian. She's from Italy. And uh, so my dad's like half and I'm, I don't know, something around a quarter. And um, she's very loud. And he's very loud as an extension of her. Um, or she was. She passed away. But um, she, you ever had pet set, pet stales? Pet cell? They're like these cookies that she would make. Um, mm. And I think that they, I don't know, she made them as a kid. I didn't particularly like them. They were weird cookies. But the pet, pet cells? I actually don't know. Yeah. I don't think I've had them. My mom wasn't much of a big cook, so. Okay. Yeah, like my Nona made everything uh, from like handmade salads to the pasta and lasagna. So I'm like jaded. I can't really truly enjoy Italian food at like a restaurant because I'm like, you know, it's good. You the real stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, although I've never had a bad pizza, that's for sure. Me either. Uh, <laughs> I love Little Caesar, so I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, like it really it doesn't doesn't matter to me at all. Yeah, okay. Oh, so here have we you go. ever have you ever had these before? Yes, I actually have, yeah. Okay, yeah. So she would they're make beautiful. these all the time. Yeah. I think they're cooler to look at than they are to eat, if I'm being honest. Mm. Um but she would make them and it, like of course I love them, but I was just more like, no, no, I just get some chocolate chip cookies next time. You know, like yeah. you are, could put chocolate on top of those. That might make could. it a little bit better. <laughs> Um, hey, Teja, uh, if you were a character in any movie, who would you be? A character in any movie? That is a really hard question. I want to be Moana. <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate, but that's who I choose to be and want to be because she's just like fearless, out doing whatever, on the water, singing. Um, she's got great hair. Alex, can you pull her up? <laughs> um, she's from the... Uh... With the movie with like the rock, the rock is like the, or am I thinking of a different? Wait, it's a kid's movie, Moana. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like he yeah, plays yeah, like yeah. A, the voice. I in think a, in... he plays the voice of one of the characters. Like, so, uh, okay, let's look at this. Yeah, so the rock is the dude, the big dude. Yes. And then that's Moana. Okay, I see that. I can. That's what I want to yeah. be. <laughs> you, you get to choose to be whoever you want. <laughs> Thank you. Uh -oh. We we had this fun, I don't know, I want to call it a practice, but like at Waterpalooza, there was a group of us that stayed in, in an Airbnb and we basically identified like whose character, I don't know, everybody, uh, pretty much all the athletes for lab, we were just identifying who was what character and it was really fun. So ever since then, I just asked a question on the podcast. Um, Man, what's the best <laughs> one you've got? Uh, well... I don't know if you know Zach Long. He 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 works with lab management. Um, but he, his character was really funny. It was somebody off of Bob's Burgers. <laughs> but um, I think all the all the characters that we decided for Danielle Brandon were really funny. Um, uh, who is it? Who's the blonde girl off Rugrats? Um, oh, oh my gosh, I haven't seen Rugrats in so long. And Angela, blonde, Angelica, or something. Angelica, hundred no. percent. Okay. And then the, the blonde girl off of, um, I think the wild thornberries or something like that. Okay. Um, there, there's a handful that that fit her really well. Uh, and then she, I think Alex was pouring it up, but they, for whatever reason, think that I seem to fit the saber toothed tiger off of Ice Age. Um, I love that. <laughs> so, I mean, like, it was funny because I think it was meant to be not a hit but more or less like offensive yes. in some way. and I was like <laughs> I was like I'll take that I don't mind that yeah a that's a great tiger. character yeah so you know he was relatively intellectual but also protective I'll take it um strong you know cunning all good know. qualities <laughs> um so what uh what did you think about the CrossFit Open what was your um opinion on that how, how did you enjoy it I, I know that you probably did it um but what did you think about the workouts so for me not competing just enjoying the open I'm by like I did all the open workouts but I knew I wasn't going to be continuing on I had so much fun with it 
I felt like the workouts were maybe a little bit more, um, I don't want to say base level, but better for the average CrossFitter to complete. So I thought that was cool since we have multiple stages now, you could see that there was a difference from before that, okay, the open is going to be like a specific stage that's going to be more encompassing to the general population. And then from there, get higher skill as we're going to see in quarterfinals this weekend. Um, I know that there's probably people who didn't love the simplicity of it, but I really did. I had a lot of fun. The first workout, I totally went out way too hard and thought I was like still a CrossFit athlete and totally redlined at like seven minutes. It was just awful. Um, so that was my least favorite. And then the last one because of the high school gymnastics was my most favorite. Yeah, I can imagine. I actually, I did the first two, which was awesome. Um, cause those are like fun workouts for me. I like all those movements. Um, but the third one, like I, I just don't really do gymnastics, uh, really from the rig anymore because, uh, my right, my right labrum still torn. And so any hanging is like, nah, um, I went to warm up, I, you know, I was like, I'll do it at, at what we call a sexy pace over here. <laughs> I um, like it. And so I was like, I'll do it at a sexy pace. And then I, I did some warm up, uh, pull-ups and chest to bar and muscle ups. And I was like, this is going to hurt so bad for, I don't remember what, 12 minutes or something like that. Yeah. Um, I was like, there's no point, you know? So yeah, I, just, I, just, I was like, we have so much, I was like, I, I want a deadlift today. I want to, uh, do some auto structural. If I do this, like I'm done. So yeah. I just skipped it, but that looked like the funnest one to me, uh, for somebody with a healthy shoulder, especially cause like the double unders weren't, were like a really a non-factor. Um, yes. it was more just like a, I love that. <laughs> like some seasoning, you know, it yes. wasn't really, um, so that, yeah. And I, I, I do like thrusters a lot. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to end up doing that one maybe later when my shoulder's better just to see. Yeah. When your shoulder um, feels good, you should do it because it was fun for, I, I speak for, I guess, someone who's not trying to like totally push their absolute limit and, you know, complete it uh, at the fastest pace possible. Like these girls and guys going sub five, I I'm sure it wasn't really fun for them, but for me, it was a great time. So yeah. I think you would like it. Yeah, I would too. And it's like, um, when you're like, I do really enjoy gymnastics when my shoulder feels good. Yeah. Um, like stringing together, pull-ups, chest to bar muscle ups. Like that's, that's a fun thing to do when you feel good until you're like to toasted. But, um, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bummed. I didn't get to do that one, but it, it just made the most sense. Ironically, I tore it on the last open in the 20.3, 21.3. And so this time I was like, Oh shoot, this is cool. Cause it's like half the reps. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then I, I was just like, nah, so I'm going to, I'll revisit it later on. Did you um, tear it on like pull-ups and stuff? Yeah. So like I probably had a torn labrum since I've started CrossFit just from like bodybuilding and powerlifting days of bench pressing and pushing the limits there. Like I've always just had pain here, but yeah. then, you know, starting CrossFit and recognizing like lack of mobility. Right. Cause when I came into CrossFit, I was probably like 195, um, I'm like 185 now, but 195, like I was benching, I don't know, close to 400 back then. So you can imagine I didn't have like snatch mobility, I didn't have no. gymnastics mobility. Like I probably was stuck here when I started CrossFit. You know what I mean? And so yeah. just over time, like forcing those movements, mm -hmm. um, I, I had more and more pain. But then in 21.3, like basically when I finished, I was like, I'm my shoulder, something wrong with my shoulder. You know, like I was like, I shouldn't have even finished that. Um, and it was really during the muscle ups that I was like, like towards the end of it, it was like all left arm. Um, yeah, because I don't mean to I, smile at you, but I'm team torn labrum too. And I oh. just say the same thing, just like, you know, positionally snatching heavy um, for so long when I first started CrossFit and not having that ankle hip mobility. And I watched some of my old snatches because I'm s strong and I naturally yeah. can gain muscle pretty easily, which is a blessing in some extent. But I just would like catch and be like, <laughs> you know, and over time, right? It was like one day I... I didn't notice until like after I'm like, yeah, something's really wrong. And then really the next, after you sleep on it, I don't know if this happened for you The wake up the next morning. Okay. <laughs> this <Yeah>. is real. <laughs> yeah. You're like, it's not just inflammation, like normal, like this thing is torn up. Yeah. Um, I got an MRI and basically I think they were like, your labrum has been torn for years, but mm -hmm. I ended up tearing the bicep and my infraspinatus. 
um, okay. yeah. which, you know, obviously should support the shoulder girl. And it's like, basically the way they explain it is like, you can have a torn labrum and get away with it for a while, mm-hmm. but when everything else starts to tear, then the supportive structure just gives up on itself. So now it's, it just is like in inflammation, like crazy. If I decide to do pull-ups and like, I can get away with it. It's just like, in my mind, I'm like, ouch, ouch. Yeah. Like, and it's totally not, not worth it. Yeah, yeah. Like I can, the way that I've, and I'm learning over time, hopefully I got stem cell last year and like mm-hmm. two rounds of it and three rounds of PRP, just cause I was, you know, I was on that road trip throughout almost a whole year. Um, surgery would have been difficult, like in an Airbnb in the middle of nowhere or something, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. so now I'm, you know, reconsidering all those things, but as I train, it's like, well, I'm just not going to do gymnastics so I can get away with doing, um, mm-hmm. Olymp- you know, well, I don't really snatch much, but like cleans, deadlifts, uh, I can do most Metcons as long as there's not hanging. So like, if I don't do that, then I should do the other stuff. But if I do the gymnastics, then it, like the next day I'm like, I can't do anything. So yeah, just kind of like learning to which battles to fight and learning which workouts. I'm like, nope, I'm not going to do that. I'll switch um, with this other thing. So yeah, having fun with it. Still grateful that I get to move hey. and stuff. But some days I'm like, all right, my arm is on fire. I'm done. Yeah, um, that's good. I mean, it's a testament just to the sport in life. You got to pick and choose sometimes and grow, become smarter, more, you know, the old you probably been like, yeah, just do it and then take a hit. But you've learned yeah. from those experiences. So, yeah, I was like, I'll say I was, um, I guess, proud of my lack of ego, maybe in the third workout of the open. I mean, really, at the end of the day, it's like I wanted to do it because I thought oh, this is like I could this is a pretty good workout for me if, if mm-hmm. I can push through the pain. But then I was like, it, it may not be a good workout because it might be so painful. And I was like, what's the point? And I was like, don't do it at all. You know? And so mm-hmm. it was like, Oh, look at me growing. Yes. Learning. I love um, that. So that was nice. I was like a little pat <laughs> on the back for myself, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think about the, uh, the quarterfinal like floor plans schemes? You know, there's a couple I, yeah. I want to say unusual because every year is a little unusual that's CrossFit. But like, uh, sure. what do you think about the floor plans? I'm super excited looking at the floor pans, mostly because like when I look at them, I think about Haley and um, what combinations are going to come out for her. And I know there's like a ring GHD and like a spot of space one. Um, obviously, Mayhem does a ton of ring, you know, core smasher, yeah. ring muscle up type things. So when I see a GHD, I'm pumped about that. And then there looks like a deficit handstand push-up one, which again, Mayhem does a bunch of that stuff. So those two I'm really excited about. I mean, me personally, I love seeing a rack, <laughs> you know, just a barbell. What is it going to be? I found it interesting though. I don't know if this is true. You could probably give me clarity, but they named that there needed to be a bench, but there's not a bench in any of the floor plans. Yeah. So that um, I saw, I think Ariel commented on the CrossFit Games instagram and asked about the bench and they said they're updating the schematics with the bench in it i think they're just messing with people but um what do you think about the bench what do you think that we'll see if there's a bench involved i would hope that if there's a bench involved it would be within a workout not just like a one rep bench um i do think that would maybe skew the leaderboard a lot And if you saw something that was more, you know, Linda-esque, not necessarily Linda, but just like a bench within a workout where you might be a little bit more fatigued, I think that would be a more accurate representation, um, I guess. That's my opinion. Yeah. There's, you know, there's a couple options. I think um, there's that one workout with the dumbbells. So there could be some type of dumbbell Mm -hmm. bench press uh, in the Metcon. But then you know, there's the the rack and there, I don't think that we'll see a one rep or a three rep max. I just think with the, um, the lack of the emphasis in CrossFit programming yeah, with, with heavy bench, that would be unsafe to see something like that. Um, like relatively unsafe to all the other movements that these people are doing. There's like no preparation, there. but my opinion, and, and some people are like, uh, you know, 50, 50 on this is like a combine style test. Like uh, maybe not 225, 155, but maybe like 135, 205 for max reps or something like that. Oh. Um, because that's a yeah, that's a performance indicator. One rep max sure. isn't necessarily an athletic performance indicator because it it skews the leaderboard dramatically. Like if you can do a one rep yeah. max, it doesn't mean you're fit. Um, no. 
but you know, uh, 205 for reps, you get 27 reps or 19 reps. Like that's, that's pushing strength. And, um, anyways, so I think if, if it's in the rack that maybe that, I don't know. Okay. Those yeah. I good. wouldn't hate that. I would like that much better than like you said, like a one rep or a three rep. I would love to see dumbbell bench in a workout just because yeah, that happens a lot here too, but, um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. The mayhem bodybuilding. <laughs> yeah. All right. What are we doing? What are we looking at, Alex? This is the rope climb one. Yeah, with the and I think in this one, maybe he just wants us to talk a little bit about it, which is no. which I want to. I think we're going to see shuttle runs. What do you think? Wow, I didn't even think about that shuttle runs. Yeah, because we already saw. Would... There's a lot of um, there's strict handstand push-ups or uh, deficit handstand push-ups. Like we've got a lot of overhead, like upside down handwork i don't know what we call that more professionally um <laughs> so i don't know if we'll see handstand walks here there's a lot of already pushing so um i'm still run. gonna say handstand walk i just think i mean i don't think a shuttle run would be a bad thing i think it'd be really interesting um to watch 25 feet yeah because that's that would be interesting we'll see. yeah and we i think we were supposed to see shuttle runs in 21.1 but it was or 22.1 but it was taken out so i think they'll see those here but i'm no i'm no brian friend so we'll see is that what brian said no i'm just saying he's he's the analyst (laughs) i'm spitballing i'm curious how they are able to validate like if you do the shuttle run based upon where this camera is how are you going to make sure the person touches that line Hmm. because these all have to be videotaped so it's not just a judge they they all have to be video submitted so i'm always like we can you rule things out based upon what like a dumbbell bench like how do you how do you position that so you know that like both arms are hitting depth yeah that's yeah. true that's where my mind goes but it's food for thought no yeah, that's I, great i agree i think every year we introduce something new and so like how we judge it is also introduced and there's always some some kickback because it's new and but obviously the maybe the camera angle like the dumbbell is gonna have to touch shoulder or pec or something like the dumbbell you know so um we've we've evolved over time that they've probably figured out some way of measuring a shuttle run or a, or a dumbbell bench i'm excited to see it this one looks a lot like the the floor plan for the third workout of the zalus game i don't know if you remember that or are familiar with that um, what was that one we did actually i don't remember it off the top of my head alex do you remember it, it was what 30 20 10 uh 30 maybe 30 cow row 20 burpee box jump over yeah it was third but it was was it the opposite just snatches yeah the barbell snatches were like there was like 30 of them i want to say I made this workout up i don't know I, <laughs> I don't remember it yeah i think there was i think it was there were 50 snatches at 95 um, and then you rest until 10 minutes and then do a, a max uh, weight yeah. snatch, like hang, no, full snatch, hang snatch, overhead squat. Um, okay. But the setup was exactly like this. We had, I think it was like 20, 30, 40, and then go back down. Yeah, it was, some, it was, yeah. Where you, it was, it, it went down, it escalated, like went up and went down. I just remember doing yeah. a lot of snatches and a lot of burpee box rollers. <laughs> yeah, I think it was 20, 30, 40, and then 30, 20 back down. Like 20 cow row, 30 burpee box jump over, 40 snatches, and then you go back, 30 back, 20. I think that was what it was. Um, Sounds painful. It was. It was a fire breather for sure. And then two minutes later, you're doing your max weight and snatches. And I think we saw the best weight was like 330 for men. Uh, I got it. So it was 20 burpee box jump overs, 25 cal row, 30 snatches, 25 cal row, 20 burpee box jump overs. And then the part B was 10 minutes or at 10 minutes. Sorry. You have five minutes to establish a max weight of one squat snatch, one hang squat, one overhead squat. There it is. And you had to to load your own bar too. (laughs) I don't want to waste the time in that one. I know that was, that was fun. Um, we learned a lot from that one. We'll probably give more time for a max weight, but we still saw some crazy impressive lifts. I, I bet. Think- I, I feel like people almost do better sometimes when they're like 
so fatigued, but just going for it. Like it takes that fear and that pressure sometimes of that feeling of being on like a weightlifting platform away and just getting after it. I hit some of like my best lifts when I was super fatigued. Yeah. You can't like all over. I overthink Olympic lifting for sure. So if it's like, I give all this time to walk up to the bar and like roll my hands around it and find my thought. If it's like, go, go, go. Then I usually end up doing better because I'm not, yeah. I don't have time to think. I think Emma Carey won that with a 185 snap. Yeah. And it was clean. It wasn't like gritty looking, you know, cause typically at the end of a con, like at the end of a Metcon, sure. you see some gritty lifting. Um, and then Ionis Papadopoulos, I think is how you say his name. He's obviously in a different country. He goes by John pop, okay. but, uh, I think he did three, no, maybe like right at 300 for that complex or something, something crazy. Impressive. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, back, back to you, uh, Teja, if you could describe yourself in three words, what would they be? Um, three words. There's a large vocabulary. Uh, I would say loving, um, determined sometimes to a fault. <laughs> and joyful love it and it if you and i know most people hate this question but bear with me if you could um give me your life story in like two to three minutes what would you choose to tell oh man two to three minutes well i'd say i was born and raised in arizona i got two brothers caleb and zach and a sister tamar my mom raised us um She's absolutely incredible, a superhero. Love her, so grateful for her. I grew up a gymnast, so sports have always been part of my life. Very, very, very dedicated, you know, with the goals and aspirations to go to the Olympics. I think, I don't want to say like most young gymnasts, but it's pretty prevalent in the culture. Um, Didn't make it to the Olympics, not a shocker there, but ended up going on to compete in college at the University of New Hampshire, where I got my bachelor's in biology with the intent of going to PA school, but got sidelined by CrossFit, found CrossFit, became super passionate about that, started competing in CrossFit, did a little bit, dabbled in the competitive space in CrossFit. And through the process of that, (laughs) I've, you know, met so many cool people, changed my career path. And um, yeah, just loved the process. Uh, the refining process of CrossFit and like trying things different and pushing the limits of your body. And then the community side of it is like the biggest part to me Um, and the empowerment of women to be strong and bold and these things that have really just kind of helped form me and the passions that I have now, as far as like just wanting to help women. And um, yeah, I guess that's it. also a really huge part. I like went all around, but I became a believer in my early 20s. Um, and that's my faith is a huge part of my life, too, that I definitely um, carry with me every day. So were you was that OK? <laughs> yeah, you crushed it. Great two to three minutes there. Were you um, were you raised a believer and like stopped being one or, or what's the story there in terms of like finding God in your early 20s? Sure. Yeah. So not really raised in the church. Like I said, my mom, she was a single mom and she was raising four of us kids. We're all pretty close in age, like within my younger brother's 13 months apart from me. And then my older brother's two years and my sister above that is four years. So she had her hands really full, was working um, a ton. We did go to church sometimes, but it definitely wasn't something that uh, I connected with or had any desire to pursue and went off to college got into trouble. I don't want to say it's like a similar story to a lot of people, but got myself into some trouble and some really difficult relationships that, um, meanwhile, I had this woman who was just pursuing me, uh, to be part of athletes in a varsity. It was like this Christian ministry on the campus. Um, and she happened to be like coming into my life at this intersection of something that was like really dark and scary in my life. And Uh, She just taught me about Jesus and what love looks like. And from there, that's when I got baptized and my faith, you know, you have stages as a believer, you have like stages of your faith. So like, I was like, yeah, I believe in God. I'm here. And now if I flash forward, cause that was in like, um, maybe 2021, it's like, not 21, my gosh, 11, uh, 10 years later, and just how my faith has grown and how many testimonies that I have and how that's changed even just being in CrossFit has 
you know, developed my faith and being at Mayhem has developed my faith. So uh, not originally in like a big uh, Bible believing home, but because of some hardships, I found my way to Christ and yeah, I've been growing in that ever since. Love that. Thank you for sharing that story. How did you get connected with uh, Mayhem? I mean, you know, as you were coming up in the CrossFit world, I'm sure you had options um, of where to go, who to spend your time with, who to eventually compete with. Uh, obviously competing with rich is probably one of the top end uh accomplishments that you can choose how did you get there yeah so definitely a testament to god's grace um but i had competed as an individual in 2016 i'd done pretty well there i came in 15th at the games and um i actually had no desire to go team i was like all in for 2017 and then you know just pursuing my individual career In 2017, that's when I tore my labrum and yada, yada. Uh, I was finishing up that year and just kind of in the space of looking for something. Uh, I knew where I was at was not where it's meant to be, but I didn't know where I was supposed to go. And I was actually on my way to a job interview uh, that was going to be in Colorado. And I got a DM from CrossFit Mayhem Freedom. Thank goodness for Instagram. And it was like, hey, would you be interested in coming to try out the team for 2018? And this was still affiliate um, because obviously we went affiliate, super team, affiliate. Um, But I remember getting it and being kind of like, this is really weird because it was never something on my radar that I had thought about. But obviously I knew who Rich was and what the team was. And I wasn't immediately like, oh, my gosh, I have to do this. But. I was like, you not even showing up to this, we call it like a recruit trip thing, would be a mistake. So we're going to go to this recruit trip. I started praying about it a ton um, leading up to it. And by the time I got to Cookville for this first uh, weekend there, I was like begging God, like, please let them like me, let them be fit enough, fit enough. And like I told you, I was rehabbing a torn labrum. So I wasn't back to 100%. And they knew that, um, but it was still this fear, like, will my labrum be good to compete? Like all these things, these fears and things. And um, by the end of that weekend, they're like, yeah, I mean, if you want to move here and be on the team, then let's do it. And a month later, that was like, I remember it was Halloween when I was there. I moved after Thanksgiving and the rest is kind of history. That's so cool. And you're, um, what is, what are you up to now at Mayhem? Yeah, so I help with my main role is the Mayhem 30 program. So it's a 30-minute body weight minimal equipment program. We also have some spins on that, like Mayhem 30 Scaled and Mayhem 30 Moms. Um, so that is my main focus is that program and just cultivating the everyday athlete environment. So, you know, setting up the live streams, filming the videos, we do monthly challenges things like that. I help a little bit with master's programming and compete programming here and there, and then just helping Haley uh, with whatever she needs, um, just being her friend and a big sister to her. So sounds like you have your hands full. I do in such a great way. <laughs> you're, uh, you're just kind of random circling back. Your sister's name's Tamar, right? Yes. And then, well, you, you told me like five minutes ago. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Um, I was like, I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> and your name's Tasia. Where do those come from? Those are unique names. Yeah. So funny enough, uh, Tamara's biblical name, Caleb's a biblical name. Uh, and then Zach is like, Zachariah is like kind of a biblical name. Um, but Tasia, my mom said that she had originally wanted to name me Tasia, but spelt like T-E-J-A, like Teha-ish. And yeah. she was like telling somebody about it. And they're like, oh, like Asia with a T. And she just said, yeah. So she kind of like stole it from some random person or something. <laughs> but yeah. Well, they're both cool. Um, <laughs> I thought I thought they were unique. What is your earliest childhood memory? Oh, my goodness. I told you. I was like, I don't actually know what my earliest childhood memory. I don't have like, I'm one of those people that doesn't have a ton of childhood memories and my roommate makes fun of me all the time about it. But um, I guess just maybe being in school, like being a kid in school, like nothing, I can't think of anything like specific. Um, nothing yeah. crazy that like your, your first memory, nothing crazy that happened. 
No, for some reason, no. Do you have one that's really crazy? I do. Of course. Really? Yeah, I mean, kind of. Um, do you want me to tell you? <laughs> kind of now. Um, yeah, so my uh, first memory is at a preschool called Whistle Stop. And um, this is in Bartow, Florida, which is like kind of a small town outside of Lakeland, Florida, which is where I'm actually from. And uh, so Whistle Stop um, had these, you know, we were outside playing and they had these like cars that you could race, but you have to go with your feet. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're driving, but like it's got wheels and you're using your feet real Flintstone style. And I remember, I don't know, I was being bullied or something like that. Um, and I uh, got in a fight with one of the kids that were racing and um, you got kind of, uh, it wasn't pretty. And so I got kicked out of this preschool um, and that was, I was four. So I remember that. That was my first memory. Yeah, that's pretty legit. I'm like, I, do you ever wonder sometimes like that made me think of a memory that I think I have, but I'm not sure if it's my mom telling me the story that it's my memory or if it's really my memory. Does that make sense? hundred percent. I actually, um, like this past year before I moved, I sat down with both of my parents. They're, they're separated to, you know, different, different times, but, yeah. um, and asked like, I have these memories. Are they true? Like, you know, cause like we'll make stuff up in our head mm-hmm. and like from being on podcasts like this and people asking random questions, I'm like, I might be lying to the public. I don't know if these are true, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and so I sat down literally with my dad and my mom and did like a, we like journaled timeline. I'm like, all right, I was born this date. This is yeah. one of my dates. Is this true? Yes or no? Okay. Tell me more. You know, so like yeah. I literally have like a whole three pages from each of them. Um, that's, that's a good just, idea. Yeah, it was, I'll be honest. It was kind of, um, it was pretty emotional too. If, yeah, you know, I bet. Yeah. Just like, you know, just different stuff we go through as kids and being like, is this, is this an accurate memory of this occasion that happened? And this, you know, this painful season that we had is it true you know and then getting like the details of it and you're like oh that's worse like it's worse than i thought (laughs) i'm going back to my memory (laughs) yeah let's let's get out of there um so i do recommend doing that i just recommend being prepared yes that's a good idea um it was it was nice to have clarity though honestly and it was i think it was really good for my parents as well um to like walk through some of that stuff i think maybe some nostalgia too of just like memories of me being a baby and a kid and how crazy i was and stuff like that so it was nice it was an interesting occasion for sure yeah Um, i think things are like different now because you when you and i were growing up right there wasn't social media and phones that took pictures so i almost feel like kids might have like a better idea at least through the lens of like photographs of what they've experienced in today's day and age where us, you know, we have, I have like a handful of, of pictures, but um, it's always interesting to me when I think about like my, I have a nephew uh, and he's about to turn two, but like there's a picture of him every day, like it exists in the world. (laughs) So like literally everything is doc, like is everything, (laughs) everything, (laughs) like not even the cute stuff, like the not like the non cute stuff, like all of it. The things I see when people post their kids on Instagram, I'm like, you want to put that on Instagram? Like, <laughs> All this, of it, every yeah, day. Like, um, what, uh, what's the most trouble you've ever been in? Ooh, the most trouble I've ever been in. I'm not much of a rule breaker. I was going to say, was Tasia a troublemaker or no? I don't really see a, it. A troublemaker? I really wasn't. My mom loves telling stories about me being, I was a terrible toddler, apparently. Like, I had terrible tantrums all the time um would like bang on glass doors and just you know be totally reckless so besides I have never been in like real trouble as far as like with the law I got my first speeding ticket last year which was really upsetting um (laughs) I'm sorry I'm really boring in that regard (laughs) I just picture like a Cookville cop pulling you over for going 45 and a 35 or something I was so uh, upset. I was like, I've made it this far. I made it to 31 without a speeding ticket. And it was very valid. Um, and I'm not one of those people like, he's like, why are you speeding? I'm like, I don't, I don't have a reason. Yeah. Like, what kind of question is that? Because I'm trying to get to where I'm going faster. <laughs> yeah. Because I want to be home. I'm hungry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. He was like, yeah. Okay, cool. Here's your ticket. <laughs> Dang. Um, 
Well, uh, what what about the opposite? What's like your proudest moment as a kid or maybe a, a young adult um, that you can remember? My proudest moment as a kid. Um, I mean, as a young girl, most of my accomplishments and things were through gymnastics. So I remember, you know, just like hitting new skills or like accomplishing something that I've worked really hard on. Um, like bars. I don't know if you know much about gymnastics, but like there's a move called the Jaeger, where it's like you like let go and like do front flip and catch the bar. And I remember like actually catching the bar because you, when you practice, you miss it like one million times and then you catch one and you're like, oh my God, what just happened? So just kind of like moments like that, um, seeing hard work kind of come to fruition uh, would probably be it. Love that. Um, what, uh, What's been your favorite competition in CrossFit so far? Like, you know, you've, you've done some indie stuff. You have some team championships. Which one was your favorite year, I guess? Or no, like your favorite actual one competition that you've done? Yeah, so that's like an easy, such an easy question for me because in 2019 when the team was Rich, me, China, and Dre, of all my competitive seasons of life, um, just even the training throughout that year with like, that's Haley and I were training partners a lot of the time because it was super team. So China didn't live here. Um, and just going head to head with Dre and Rich, it was such a, a fun experience. And we also, for me, that was like the fittest I felt I had ever been um, to go and compete at the games and you know, like my faith too, that was the most free I felt competing where I wasn't really weighed down by um, all this pressure that I was putting on myself. I felt like I wasn't placing my value in the sport and being able to compete from a a space of freedom that year, 2019, man, it was so fun. And I have so many fond memories from just like working really hard, but having a lot of fun too. And I know you experienced that in the environment you're in right now as well. Yeah. hundred percent. That's so cool. I mean, like one in a million kind of experience, right? Yes. Um, I really feel that way. I'm like, I make this joke all the time. I'm like, the only way I'll come out of retirement is if the same team forms, because I know it'll be impossible for it to form. And I'm like, Dre is all of a sudden he did really well in the or he did pretty well in the open, so he's going to compete in quarterfinals. And I'm like, Dre, you're getting like a little too serious for me. <laughs> <laughs> this competition. But, yeah. Um, do you think? I know you probably hate this question. Do you think Rich is uh the fittest, fittest person alive, fittest dude alive? Do you think? He, what do you think about that? Because I've I've heard you know some mayhem people say it. I don't have any objections necessarily. I think the dude is one of the freakiest athletes on the planet. What do you think? Yeah. So I think that is a really complex question. I'm going to say yes, one, obviously, but um, <laughs> it's a complex question in a sense of, I feel like it's comparing apples to oranges. And I know people bring this up, like comparing LeBron to Kobe and things like that. Cause I'm, assu- I'm assuming this is to compare to Matt, um, who is an absolutely incredibly fit person. And he's the only person who's won five in a row individual championships. So like, Based on if we're going based on that statistic, obviously, I would say currently, like, oh. I don't think Matt's currently the fittest on earth. Uh, no, you mean like as an individual right now? Yeah, I think Rich, what he brings to the table is something unique in a sense that nobody else has. Um, he, I've ne- obviously I've been around a lot of elite athletes, but I've never seen someone be able to like recover the way that he recovers and to keep going in the capacity that he's been going, like he's about to, this is his 10th year aiming for a gold medal. So that means he's competed more than a decade and still maintaining and not only maintaining, but improving. So I think, yeah, he, he would give those guys as individuals a run for their money at the top of the individual men's podium. And I think that's such a testament to, not only his hard work and everything, but his, yeah, what he's made, whatever he's made of, whatever is going on inside yeah. there to create him to be that fit for so long. He's not human at all. Yeah. Um, so do you have a, a morning routine or a nighttime routine? Yeah, I have a very lovely morning routine that I um, do all the time. I pretty much wake up. I'm really into coffee. So I do a pour over coffee every morning, drink a glass of water. 
and eat breakfast. And then I spend, depending on the day, I'll spend like 30 minutes to an hour just in the word and trying to get, you know, my soul and spirit right for the day. And then I get ready. And um, lately I've been on a kick where I work out in the afternoon, but sometimes depending on what Haley's doing, I'll work out in the morning or afternoon, only one session a day for me these days, but yeah, my morning routine, I'm pretty, you know, diligent. Yeah, I, I wake up early. Yeah. I'm big on my morning routine. I've been like shook and shaken up, shooken up. I don't know, shaken up because you know, I live on the West coast now. So like, oh, yeah. um, a lot of my calls are with people on the East coast, like work, you know, work calls. I have a consulting agency and I'm, uh, work with underdogs athletics now so it's like my morning routine is is weird now because i used to comfortably get up at like six and be able to flow into like a morning routine but now like my calls are starting at seven seven thirty yeah you know and i'm like crap now i gotta get up earlier yeah make breakfast earlier um Got so that that's been a tough transition but for sure worth it um but you got to protect that morning routine you know what i mean it's just like an indicator of how your day is gonna go for sure. And me, I'm not like a night owl person. I wake up pretty early, but when I've tried to, you know, maybe I miss something in the morning and I try to make it up at night, it's always like, I'm like, you have to focus and do this <laughs> rather than the morning. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. It's so hard. It's like, as the day progresses, I have more and more in my brain, like more and more on my mind. Yeah. If I yeah. sit down in the evening and try to read my Bible or do my journal, I'm like, my brain yeah. is like, I'm like faking it. You know, I'm like trying to journal, but I'm like, Oh, I got to send this email. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. Um, so you got to knock it out in the morning. What are you currently, are you in a devotional or are you reading a certain book in the Bible right now? Or do you jump around? What is that like for you? Yeah. So I am working through a Bible plan. I use the Uversion app a ton. That's like something I'm a big fan of. Um, so I'm kind of in multiple places, but right now I'm in Leviticus. <laughs> That's Come one on. of the spots I'm in. And I have a resource that I use online. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Through the Word. Um, and it's an app and it talks through each chapter of the Bible. So when you're in, you know, obviously Leviticus is like a difficult um, book uh, to read in the Bible. It brings it to life and gives you more context to things that you might not just get from sitting down and like reading the word. So I use it through the word app with that. And then me and my boyfriend are doing a devotional actually on Revelation. So we're kind of like <laughs> all over the spectrum. But yeah. Sometimes uh, I'll read the Old Testament for I feel like too long and like for because it's just a totally different yeah. like, stage in the evolution of Christianity. So like I'll get so deep in some Revelation or some Leviticus and be like, man, I got to go into the New Testament for a day and just like yeah. get like a refresher. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. like it's just so much different. Um, totally. Have you ever heard of the Bible Project, the app? The Bible project. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love their video. So the, the, <laughs> where I'm in Leviticus, I'm going through like one of their things, but I watch like their videos, like the overview of Leviticus. Same um, yes. It's the best. I love their stuff too. Another great resource. Yeah. So helpful. I mean, cartoons help me all day. Like For sure. give me some cartoons to help understand the Bible and I'll, I will keep reading, especially yeah. Leviticus. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's your, what was, what's your favorite CrossFit workout? Uh, easy DT or heavy DT or double DT one version. Of DT. <laughs> that was pretty quick. Um, I love barbell workouts, just all barbell. Same. Um, not, not necessarily that I'm that good at them. I just prefer to have one element. Um, <laughs> what, uh, aside from Haley, who's your favorite CrossFit athlete? Like, who are you the biggest fan of? Oh my gosh. Aside from Haley. That's going to be a tough question for you. This is such a tough question because there's so many women in the space that I'm just like, I'm not going to make you answer that question. Yeah. Um, don't make me answer. (laughs) Just start naming them all off. I don't want like 19 other girls to be salty with you after this. So, um, but, uh, what else? All right. So we typically flow through at the end. Like I've got a couple rapid fire questions that I think are fun. And then a couple longer winded, maybe deeper thinking questions. I'm going to just bounce around in them okay. uh, before we close out today. The first one is, and you may have heard this question before. I get it from Tim Ferriss, who I think is an excellent podcaster um, and writer. Uh, if you could put anything on a big blank billboard for the whole world to see, what would the billboard say? Mm, you are loved. Period. That's wild. 
Um, because that, well, first of all, that's what I would, that's what mine would say. Um, and then as I asked the question, I was like, I bet she's going to say this because one other person has said it. Um, they were a believer as well. It was, uh, here I have on. I can't remember either. Um, but gosh, that's so wild. Um, who Alex, can you pull it? Can you pull up like our, our Instagram and see? Yeah. Uh, Let me look. It was like three or four interviews ago. Was it, it was, it wasn't Amanda Barnhart, was it? It was Amanda Barnhart. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's what, that's um, where I, I was going. Yeah. And the, like my psychology, which is the same as Amanda's and you might be able to agree is like, I would of course rather have like Jesus loves you, but those kind of billboards can sometimes turn people off. And so mm-hmm. I just think it's important to generally know like, Hey, you're loved. And if that leads you yeah. to thinking about God, then that's great too. Yeah. Um, so crazy. Uh, cool. Love that. Um, okay. If you had, to, <laughs> you're going to hate this question, but I actually got this question from sitting in Buffalo brew um, oh, goodness. With, with Chris and the, and the crew. Uh, I'm scared. You, <laughs> you should be. It's horrible. Um, it's, it's actually like, he didn't make it up. I think it's called like the, um, the train question or something like that. Uh, if you had the choice, uh, it's called the trolley dilemma, but if you had to choose between a loved one on one track and five strangers on another track and you got to choose where the train grow, goes, uh, what are you choosing? Wait, it's just a random train? It's a random train. It's got it's to hit one group or the other. One oh, track cool. has a loved one. The other track has five people. That oh, you wait, to with. hurt them, not to see them. It's a dilemma. Yeah, I don't want to answer. (laughs) I thought it was like to go on like a trip to see them. I'm like probably the loved one. Do I get to meet five strangers? (laughs) I'm like I think five strangers meeting them sounds kind of you know stressful. (laughs) I can't wait. Did you actually have an answer? Do you actually answer this? Yeah, um, (laughs) it's difficult. I think it gets easier if I were to say like a hundred strangers are going to get hit by a train or one loved one that's a little bit easier for me to be like, well, I'm going to save a hundred people. Um, I'm sorry, but I think it's also easier. Like I'm, I'm not married and I don't have children. So like to know that kind of love, I think is different too. So the question continues to get more complex, the more, you know, maybe the more complex your love life is. But if you would have been in Buffalo, bro, you would have heard some savage answers. Um, Well, yeah, because I'm thinking I'm like, well, I'm, if I make the choice, well, my life's just doomed after that. Cause I'm going to be thinking about either, the loved one that I said to their death <laughs> or the five other people that lost their lives to their families and stuff. So I'm going to be like a loser and not answer. <laughs> it's another non-answer. <laughs> non-answer. Um, okay. That's fair. I think that's just a testament to your, your I can't do it. <laughs> um, noted. Tasia cannot kill anybody with a trade. <laughs> I'll just throw myself in the, the front. Of oh, the there you go. <laughs> Are you a reader? Yes. What is your favorite book and what are you currently reading? <clears throat> My favorite book of all time. I'm trying to think. I've read all, there's a lot of books that I really love, like The Alchemist. Um, I really love that book. Oh, I boy. haven't read it in a long time, but that was one that I remember when I read it. It was really good. I'm like literally sitting next to my um my book sand. But I read The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry and I really loved that. The Body Keeps the Score is another book. These are like in t- all three different rounds. Um, favorite books. Right now I'm reading The Midnight Library. It's taking me a minute to get through it because I'm also doing some school reading. I'm in a class to get my nutritional therapy practitioner. So I'm reading like motivational interviewing and things like that. So my reading is on the low scale right now as far as for pleasure because I'm reading for school. I know how that is. I, real quick. A just a good book recommendation, The Genius Life Ooh. by Max Lugavere. Okay. He wrote um he wrote this other book that was called Genius Foods. And, oh. it's, and it's it's amazing. It basically stemmed from his his mom getting diagnosed with Alzheimer's as in like her fifties. And he was very confused because he thought it was kind of an old person's disease. Yeah. Um and he discovered a lot about how oils um, and, and stuff in our food. He's not a doctor. He just went on like a, a research binge himself um, and how everything crosses the blood brain barrier. But Genius Life has nutritional stuff, but then also just good habits for living kind of like 
A Genius Life. And then Genius Foods, that was his first book, um, which has all the chapters detail certain foods like extra virgin olive oil or avocados. Um, but you both would probably be interested in it just because of what you do. So yeah, for sure. I'll definitely yeah, I read, check that out. I read the first one. I've got the first one. Genius all right, food. Cool. Yeah, it's a good um, one. Thank you for that, Alex. I also love how you like your face isn't showing up right now. So we just have this like third voice, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I I didn't know you were there nowhere. until the first time you came in. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I thought he left from the headlines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's your favorite cereal? Ooh, s'mores. Ooh, okay. Have you ever um, tried it? It's so no, good. I don't think so. I'm like, like I've got a, I've jumped back on a cereal kick, um, just because I'm training way more than I used to, and so I just feel like I can justify it. Um, cinnamon toast crunch, Reese's Love puffs, it. and Captain Crunch are like all three an equal fave for me. Okay, those so. are all good. I also like the like. The cereals that like pretend like they're healthy, like Honey Bunches of Oats. I'm like, I yeah. love the cereal. <laughs> when people say that, I'm like, is that really your favorite though? It's so good though. Same with like Raisin Bran Crunch is low key. Like I tried this Cheerios. It was like a Cheerio Crunch cereal, which Cheerios also like you know pretend like they're healthy, and it was like one of the best cereals I've ever had. So noted. I guess I'll I'll expand my horizons at some point. Gotcha. Um, summer or winter summer beach or mountains mountains uh tacos or pizza <sighs> tacos why i feel like there's just so many varieties that, like you got more <laughs> options yeah yeah um and you can have small tacos you can eat like 10 tacos and not feel bad about yourself but like typically 10 it. slices of pizza is gonna gonna do you in <laughs> yeah um, yeah uh still might do it though but sure um if you uh what what i want to ask now? oh if you could choose to talk to all animals like you can understand them and Ooh. speak with them or know all languages on earth like all human languages which would you choose all human languages okay um a little more practical i just would love to just speak to you know, people that I normally wouldn't be able to speak to, like even Romans here. I was going to say Romans in Cookville right now, right? Yeah. And he doesn't speak any English, which is, um, you know, hard to communicate, right? Because we communicate a lot and just <laughs> smiles. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to be able to speak to him. Or when I went to Shanghai, um, everyone spoke Mandarin there and we didn't speak. Obviously, I don't speak any Mandarin. Um, and so that language barrier is huge and you don't realize it when you're, you know, in the United States and most everyone speaks English. So I would love to speak all languages. Got it. Um, Maybe a party trick too. Just be like, yeah. Like, all, like every secret agent movie where they're like riding in a taxi and the taxi driver is like an evil person starts speaking yeah. in Russian or Mandarin and the guy in the back seat's like, start speaking in it too and i would do that all the time <laughs> just wait for people to say something silly about you and you're like i also know your language yeah. um yeah that would really help especially at mayhem i mean y'all have a lot of different y'all have a diverse yeah. a growing level of diversity there yeah um, i would like love to speak to animals but i just think about my roommate's dog and he'd be like give me a snack and i'd be like yeah I you you're saying know that in dog language <laughs> yeah um what is it is roman doing quarterfinals there yes that's crazy um i just the dynamic must be so interesting he's are you guys using google translate like who's is it because snorri's not there he doesn't have a an interpreter there right no so i haven't spent a ton of time with him but he understands crossfit lingo so like if you were right a crossfit workout on the board he understands that um and then google yeah google translate like if he wants to write out a sentence or vice versa um, just on the phone, like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so interesting. So cool though. Like, thankfully we have the technology to support something like that. Um, totally. Thankfully he got to come over here. It's a really complicated scenario. Mm -hmm. right now. Um, last question. If, uh, how do you want to be remembered at, you know, at the end of your life, how do you want to be remembered? Um, I want to be remembered as somebody who loved well, who, yeah, just spread a lot of love and love people well. Love it. Well, Teja, you're awesome. I really appreciate you making the time and jumping on the show. 
I'm sure the audience and everybody who will tune in will enjoy it as well. Um, you have anything you want to say before we close out? No, thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. This was a lot of fun. So um, yeah, I appreciate y'all. Absolutely. Likewise. Um, well, thanks again, Tasia. And hopefully I will uh, make a trip to Cookville sooner than later and see you again in person. Yes, please. We'd love that. See ya. Bye.